skeptic, but she's ready. Just the fast motion's gonna get her, that's it. That's all it is. Sienna dropping her mother off at the Durham train station. Up oh, there she go right now. Yes, hey, Ma. Oh, she said she got the whole road to herself. Okay, then. But that's a good thing for the first time. You're listening to 90.7 WNCU. This is Subject to Change, a podcast from 90.7 WNCU about the state of Durham after years of pandemic lockdowns and a decade of downtown revitalization. It's always been here and it's also very, very, very competitive within the high schools too. Uh-huh. Uh, from Jordan to Riverside, so they, they compete at a high level. And we see that so many other schools from out of state come to recruit Durham kids for various sports all the time. We talked about back then. This is not, I, I bet, do not make this up. We were like, what if I was the head coach and you were the AD one day, man? Today on Subject to Change, Episode 5 Sports on the Move in Durham. Welcome, um, everybody, to Subject to Change. I'm Shemai Cook, here with the great Dr. Lewis Perkins of NCCU, the AD of um, NCCU. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Listen, um, I'm here. I'm, I brought you here because we're talking about the, the, you know, the history of Durham sports. And you are, uh, you are now the, currently the new athletic director. And, but you are also an alumni. Yes. So can you tell us how do tell us about the history of the sports here um, at NCCU? Uh, we have a rich history at North Carolina Central University, and I had the pleasure of most recently visiting with um, former Senator Mickey Mishaw. Okay. Who uh, predates me, obviously. He, he was here in the late 40s, early 50s, yep. tennis player. And, you know, that was one of the things we talked about was the history. Talked about Sam Jones, yeah. who, you know, went on to win 10 NBA championships. 
We talked about Arthur Ashe, who played on our tennis courts. Althea Gibson, mm-hmm. who played in our tennis courts, and um, obviously George Lucas um, was a only academic. I mean, only physical All American in tennis and um, basketball. Coming from Durham, the type of people that played on our campus, and um, you know the historic, quote unquote. Uh, I would say a close game with Duke and North Carolina Central men's yes. basketball years ago. So the history and heritage is is rich for us. And then I can't we cannot forget Dr. Leroy Walker. Yes. So uh-huh. it, it goes back a long way, and we've been embedded in academic and athletic excellence for a very very long time. So you talk, you brought up Duke. How does like you know you know since duke is like a big big school and mm-hmm. central is is it is a still a d well at the time back in your day i'm not trying to you know no no it's yeah, okay <laughs> it wasn't a d1 no so how did, did that you know the culture change from like competing with you're you're still in the city of durham competing with duke in the chapel hill and the the nc the the university how how does that happen you know what? It, it was a conscious effort for us to transition to Division Two, Division One. It was uh-huh. led by James Ammons and the Board of Trustees um, back then, and I was an assistant AD. And the thing was, we were growing academically. You know, our enrollment. Yeah. You know, when I was in school, we were like maybe five, six thousand students. Mm-hmm. By this time in two thousands, early two thousands, mid two thousands, we were busting at the seams. Yeah. And doing very, very well. And the thing was also, athletically, we were a top twenty-five. Division two program. And all sports. All correct. sports combined. We were kicking butt in so many sports it was ridiculous. Okay. And um it was just the board was like, hey, we could do this. We have the enrollment numbers. If we can raise the money, um, then we can do it. And uh we, we did. We never looked back. And then now look, you're talking about a school that's won We've been to a celebration bowl in football. Yep. We've won what? 2015 in the championship. Abs- in yep. basketball, yep. we've been to three um, NCAA tournaments. We've only been 12 years of Division One school. So, I mean, we can handle it. Uh, the thing is, we have to continue the growth. Just as you looked around campus, and we, we you alluded to earlier, look at the dorms. The, I'm sorry, the residence halls yeah. we have. Look at our food services. Look at the academic buildings. Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing now is our facilities need to catch up yep. with for athletic well, facilities have to catch up with I that. was talking to uh to, to some of my friends and um people on SGA they say in the ten year plan there's gonna be a new football field coming soon and then a new they're gonna renovate the arena. Mm-hmm. So how how do you think that's gonna catch eyes to people to come to NCCU and be a part of the HBCU experience and, and athletics. I think just like uh, Deion Sanders has done a great job with just notoriety, uh, people yeah. being aware. Like we're playing on ESPN two tonight. Oh, it's great! Not not ESPNU, which is nothing wrong with There's that. Nothing, well, still national television, yeah. but now it's a bigger, bigger stage. Absolutely. So yes. we're on ESPN two live yes. talking about Black College Live show. will be in the new student union at noon. So I, you know, I think we have to understand is athletics. The tail doesn't wag the dog. Yes. Okay. But we have a job and obligation to accentuate all the positives of institu- this institution. Uh, so we're talking about the fanfare, the recruiting, being the front porch, doing an excellent job in um, recruiting students to this campus and getting mm-hmm. them to come and be students here is is, is uh, part of our job. So the more activities and events we have on campus, the more young people to say, oh, wow, I didn't even know exactly. you had this or that. Mm-hmm. So we need some other new sports too, like maybe women's soccer, just some more diversity in our yeah. sports, just to get, get young people on campus to see what Central has to offer. Because once they come on campus, they see the facilities, they see all the great academic programs mm-hmm. we have, all the different social um, components. Hey, it's a win. Yeah, you talk about soccer. We don't even have a soccer team. We don't even have a baseball team. No. What What do you think in plan 
is going to happen so we can attract people who play tennis, I mean, um, bas- um, golf and play soccer? Well, we, we do have men's and women's golf, which are both newer yeah, sports. Yeah, I know. They're, yeah. they're coming along at a high level, yeah, um, very diverse lineup there. And it would probably be women's soccer over baseball just for equity. Okay. And it's a great sport. We already have the field. Yeah. So we would start with the club level okay. and then work our way up to the Division One uh, status. Program. But that would be a great sport for us to have because yeah. um, you got to have different lineups. And right now, for example, there's only one HBCU with um, – uh, swimming and diving. Yes, I know. And we have an Olympic pool, but you know um, the upkeep and maintenance is extremely expensive. So we got to diversify our lineup, yeah. and we have to continue to grow, and we have to um, make sure that athletics is continuing to grow like the entire campus is mm-hmm. because we have a beautiful campus, some great academic programs, some great deans, provosts is strong. So we have to make sure that you know we're a fully comprehensive university at all times. Can you talk about the your your um the culture how it has you know, evolve through the years in athletics, in not in just NCCU, but the Durham community? You know what? Uh, th- this community has always been a hotbed for um, academic, I mean, athletic excellence and academics for a long time. And um, it just continues to grow um, because of the, I would say it starts with the history and heritage. Okay. If you think about the professional athletes that have come from here from, you know, Rodney Rogers, yeah. uh, you know, like I mentioned, uh, John Lucas, people like that. It, it's always been here and it's also very, very, very competitive within the high schools too. Uh-huh. Uh, from Jordan to Riverside. So they, they compete at a high level. And we see that so many other schools from out of state come to recruit Durham kids for various sports all the time. So, and then don't forget, we have Carolina, Wake Forest, yeah. NC State. Dude, they're all right around the corner. So that tells you a lot about us when you got uh, big state schools from the ACC, Big Ten coming all the way here to recru- recruit our kids. So um, that's been embedded in here for a long, long time. So we have to continue to showcase, expose them, and uh, give Duke a lot of credit. I mean, they've been kicking butt for <laughs> 100 so, years. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, I-, I love it when we get a chance to compete against them. And don't forget, we've had – men's tennis players that have won against Duke, Duke tennis players. Yeah. You know, we always know about the secret game. but um, And we've played them in football. We haven't beaten them, but, you know, we've given them a good fight. I think last time we played, they gave our band a standing ovation, so that was pretty oh, cool, that's too. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's competition at the highest, but we're up for this level. Cole, will you have any questions? So the secret game, and, and I, I'm not going to – this is totally hearsay. Okay. But they said back in the day, I think it was in the 60s, and I could be wrong, that uh, the Duke team um, came to Central, they locked the gym doors, and we played them uh, in a basketball game. They said it was with officials, but it was locked um, because this was during, you know, um, segregation and things like that. So, you know, but it, obviously the word got out, but the word was Central uh, beat Duke. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes, yes, allegedly. Yes. So, and I've I've talked to over my time in Durham – that has been validated by many, many, many people. people. Okay. But Cole, I don't have proof or evidence, but that is the he say, she say. And I, I've talked to people at Duke. Per I've, talked to, I've talked to people yes. everywhere all over this community, and they, they validate that. But I, I would truly, truly uh, love to talk to somebody that was actually in the in, gymnasium. In the yes, yes. But those walls of McClendon, McDougal Gymnasium, they could talk. We really would know what happened. For real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Cole. Yeah, um, and you know what? I don't think it was a, a, a ESPN thirty for thirty on it, but there was some. I, I 
there has been some stories done on it before. And um, I heard one of the coaches from Duke knew one of the coaches from Central. Uh-huh. And there was so much talk about how good Central's team was, but many of the players at Duke had never played against uh, an African-American team before. Yes. So they were like, well, let's just come on over and play. And um, they locked the doors, they played, and the Central team did well. It wasn't like a... A, a blowout. A, it, it, they beat them. Oh. It, it wasn't like a 20-point, but it was, it was a... Oh my God! I didn't know that African American guys could play like that. So it was a total surprise. But um, like I said, I would love to get someone in the room that was there or a real true one-off that could really give us some true validation. That would be totally awesome. But I've heard it from a lot of different people over my time in Durham. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Growing up here, a lot of the locals support me not only because they know me personally or like my products, but because they have grown with me through my years of entrepreneurship. Imaje Singleton started her first small business at 15 years old. I will also say that older people do support me because they like the fact that I'm younger and I do have a hustle. You're listening to 90.7 WNCU. Uh, I want to go back to like the current right now with the uh, the athletics. Your coaching staff, coach, uh, just for example, Coach Trey Oliver is, is a, such a great coach for football. How do you, like, you know, going through the hiring process, how do you feel like these guys are going to help my program, these programs succeed and the university succeed and attract, you know, recruits and to come to the, these programs? You know what? I think what I'm looking for in a coach, and remember, uh, I didn't get the chance to hire Trey. I, I inherited him, which is great. We yes. were classmates. Yes. So um, we were both, when I was playing tennis, he was playing football. Uh-huh. And um, both his parents went to Central. His dad played here. And that's not a prerequisite. But the thing about Trey that I, I like the most is his commitment yeah. to um, not not just winning and losing, but making uh, young men better. Uh, better. And yes. he does a great job with it. And don't forget, so... When I was an assistant AD, uh, Trey was an assistant coach here. Yes, so I, yeah. I've watched him grow as a professional, yeah. both of us. And then obviously when he was in the SWAC at Grambling, I was at Arkansas Pine Bluff, so we always saw each other, always stayed in touch. To be working together now was great. When he was at A&T, I was at Howard. And the same thing for Coach Moden. When I was a uh, – he was two years behind me in um, undergrad, and then um, we were both were assistants at Central. Mm-hmm. And we talked about back then – This is not, I, I bet, do not make this up – we were like, what if I was the head coach and you were the AD one day, man? So we, we would laugh about that. So to be here now with him is great. But the thing that makes Trey unique is attention to detail, mm-hmm. and he cannot be outworked. And, you know, same thing with TJ, our track coach. There's something different about alums that played and sweated this maroon yes. and gray. We love this school, and, you know, we played here. We competed here. Uh, we graduated from here, so we're we're expecting there's a certain level of excellence that we're expecting at all times, every day. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you should know the school song. Yeah, you should be proud to wear this maroon and gray. It's not by happenstance. Nope. And um, you know, we want kids that have pride, mm-hmm. that care, that have some heart and compassion. And with the day with the transfer portals and kids just going somewhere yeah. for a year, and you know, you have to sell the school too. That's and they're, true. They're all great salesman when it comes to this institution. I think about also Curtis Lawson, my tennis coach and mm-hmm. still the tennis coach now. He he ingrained that in us at an early age on the court and our respective playing field that you have to have some pride in what you do about yourself, about this program. And um, those are the best four years of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I tell it to anyone, any day. Anything good about me is my godparents in North Carolina Central University. 
You're listening to 90.7 WNCU. So there, there was a hotbed of tennis, African-American tennis, uh, like in the 60s, 70s, okay. all through Durham. And the ATA was which is a national African-American tournament and um, in Richmond, and Arthur Ashley to Richmond. So for him to come here and play was mm-hmm. nothing. So we had some of the best tournaments and juniors tennis being played in Durham, North Carolina. Obviously, John Lucas, okay. Mickey Mashaw. Um, we had a lot of good players. Joe Williams, a lot of good players. They would all come through here to play. And um, it, it was just known that uh, back then, if you won the ATA, you got an automatic bid to the U.S. Open. So everyone wanted to come here and train with guys on campus, Dr. James Young, people like that. And uh, we only have four courts, but we have four show courts. Okay. And they're all, we like to say, we have four Grand Slam courts. And um, the competition was so high. And these um, young kids would travel all over the country playing, and folks always wanted to cur- come to Durham to compete against our youth. So um, tennis has been a very special sport to Durham for a very long time. Obviously, football and basketball revenue, they get all the you know accolades, but we've been a strong tennis program for many years. And when I was here, we were a nationally ranked Division II team, regionally ranked. I mean, we did uh, very well. Um, we couldn't get by Hampton. But they were a top five team in the country. They were always tough to compete with. Um, but uh, we had a great history, great heritage. And also, I take a lot of pride in this. Our men's tennis team always had the highest GPA <laughs> of all the other sports. So we always bragged about that. They, I think they still do because this, some yes. of our friends are, are tennis. And this, they're very, very, very <laughs> smart. Yeah, they are. We were, very, very, very smart. We had one of those coaches that he would tell us all the time, 2.5 is not good enough. If you're not striving for that 3.0 or above, then you're on the wrong program. Yeah. But he, he he drove that into us. So, um, you know, I was very, very fortunate that – and when you talked about coaches earlier, mm-hmm. th- whether you know it or not, they, they mold you in so many different ways when you don't even know it or don't even see it yeah. coming. Yeah. And That's that was true. it was great for me. It was kind of like uh, smoke and mirrors. I didn't even know he was hitting me in the head with this knowledge and information until I was out of college. But it definitely um, has stood the test of time with me. Can you talk about um, the golf, the history of golf? I don't know as much about golf, but I will tell you this. So Coach Quiet was a football coach that we had back in the day. Okay. And he fell in love with golf after he stopped um, coaching here. He was a football coach, really good coach. And he was my golf instructor um, when I was an undergrad. Okay. So we just added men's and women's golf, full sports. Um, doc, I'm Kendra Green. Dr. Green is our head coach mm-hmm. there. She's doing a great job. We have a partnership uh, with Duke's Golf Course um, and uh, one of the better courses, obviously, in North Carolina. Uh, we play our home matches there. We're playing in a big tournament in Prestonwood this weekend, and our team is getting better faster. We truly have um, – it's not a makeshift team. We truly have six, seven golfers on the men and women's side that are good, highly recruited mm-hmm. all over the country and that are committed. And we've also had a great partnership with Omaha Mutual Insurance. They just gave us a gift of $75,000 oh, to our wow. tennis program. Um, you know, So we're in the right direction there. Um, our conference only has a couple of schools, so yeah. you know we can't get the automatic qualifier for the NCAA. And don't forget, Howard has a tremendous golf team, oh, yeah. supported by obviously the good Steph Curry. So um, the competition is high. And people understand the MEAC our non-revenue sports, 
yes, they will fight you that is to true. the that end. That is true. That oh is true. I have gosh. learned that. I have learned that. Woo, a little no freebies. reporter here. I have learned that, yes. especially in softball. Oh, please. Softball yeah. is very competitive. Yes. You've done your due very, diligence. Yes, yes you have. Oh, well, I've been here for a while. I've been covering sports. <laughs> yeah. I better know something. Yeah, you uh, know it. They'll, so, they're tough, man. Yeah. And, and, but I love that. in volleyball, and I think that's oh, what, yes, for me, volleyball too. especially the CIAA and MEAC coming up, that's why I, I think I love the competition because there were no gimmies. Okay. There were yeah. no, you had to earn every win you got. And I think I love that so much about the MEAC. It doesn't, you think cross country that you're just going to roll in here? Oh, no no no, 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 no. It ain't happening. So nah. I think I think that's the pride of the HBCUs we have. And so when you go out of conference, like when it came to football, yeah. we weren't going to give New Hampshire when they had to earn it. Not even close. AT, too. Oh, AT, that was, hey, look. Um, I'm going to take the bragging rights for that for the whole year. Oh, I'm going to yeah. talk some trash. I have to because we all have friends and family went to that school in Greensboro, our cousins in Greensboro. But they're going to hear it from me. I told I told when I was I'm a freshman. So I, before, like during my decisions, I said, I'm not going to A&T. They're very overrated. <laughs> hey, I thought the yes. same thing. So that's why I came here. Good man. Yes. That's no, there's no way I was going to A&T. Be, no. Because, by the way, you guys have a better program. Better like athletic program, like you said earlier, um, academics. What attract me is the how close the family orientated is yes. here on campus, and I feel like that brings students in because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm from Connecticut, so oh, that's okay. far away. Oh, dude, you way yes. up north. Yeah, so to feel like oh, I am close to home. I'm it's a home away from home. True. So that's why I feel like. With athletics, it's easy for people to come here. I would agree. And don't forget, their enrollment is daggone near double R's. That's true. They have a great engineering program. But I, I could tell you about our nursing program, our school of business. I could tell you about our world-renowned law school. There's a lot the of things. Mass about, communications. Oh, please. Yes. Mass comp. Yes, come on. So I, I don't think that uh, we're going to continue with our new chief branding officer to sell ourselves. Yeah. We have a lot of great history and a lot of great stories and a lot of programs that are moving at a fast pace. We didn't get to the bio, the chemistry, oh and all God, those yes. things. I mean, we have state-of-the-art um, research labs on campus. So um, we're, you know, I don't, right now, as you say, what's our true just niche niche? I, I can't say because I think we're, I think we're a little more robust than yeah. we think. You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of where I think about that. But this is a special, special place. And we should let A&T be the A&T yeah. and just be the best Durham Eagles we can be. Mm-hmm. Promoting the preservation and forward progression of jazz, music, and culture. Public Radio, WNCU, FM, Durham. I, I think that more now than ever, being Division One and being that sports entertainment is like this new thing in the world. And I think that now more than ever, like we have podcasts. Yes. Now. We have almost every game that we play is on the internet at home, whether it's volleyball, tennis. We, we're we're yeah. putting all of our matches on uh, and the and, internet and live. We have a great production staff. Awesome. Yeah, I'm part of that staff. Awesome. Mr. Kyle Sherba. 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 Awesome. It's great with the, putting the, the, the production staff and Jonathan and Loney. It's really, really great. That's the difference. Yes. We didn't. I mean, I, I think that we've done a great job keeping up with technology. Remember, yes. my first master's was in instructional media here. I was in some of these rooms that we're in right now uh-huh. that you were just talk, showing me earlier. Yeah. We, we have um, done a good job of keeping up with mass media, technology, communications, and our students, 
They are producing these shows. Yes. They are running these shows. They're directing And that, that is the coolest thing in the world. And now to think when ESPN2 is on campus, our folks are right there with them. Mm-hmm. And then our new video board we have for oh football. Oh, my God. I saw it. It's it beautiful. Up Durham. But guess what? What? To run that board, to manage that board, you almost need a degree in that. For and our real. students have just, hey, they just jumped in. the in. replay thing. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh, that is horrible. That is I can't, uh, I can't. That's why I like to be in front of the camera or at the mic. Or, but I like to, what I like to do is be versatile, so I know what's happening behind to. the scenes. So I just won't say, "Oh, uh, they, I let them do it." I know what they're doing. Exactly, I, our students yes. are doing it though, and I'm thinking to myself, "How do they know how to do this?" So they just pick it up. We have control rooms. So what I'm looking forward to now in the next, like you know, ten years is seeing who's going to be the next, you know, director, mm-hmm. the next producer. And they're going to come from our institution. Yes. Hey, look, you could be on ESPN before we know it. Because oh, believe me, you. And, and, the, and the people behind the scenes, yes. it's so many young folks. And that's what me and Kyle talk about all the time is let's put our students in play. Yes. Because you can't graduate without having some type of internship, experience. co-op, a real that's live I'm experience. starting early. You, you yes. just notice things starting too soon. Yes. And I, I think that's the piece that I, I think, Cole, to your point, is very unique and different is – Seeing our students engaged in the whole process from beginning to end, start to finish, whereas maybe 30 years ago, all they could do was just sit and hold the cords. Well, no, yes. we have students that are running the program from beginning to end. And that that to me is so cool. And uh, I see so many of these young faces. And if you ask me why I like higher ed so much uh, is because I, I love to see the before and finished product. Yes. It is so cool to see how these young people grow. Um, and and I, I think we don't give our students enough credit because they are so invested and they're so proud of their work. And um, we, we reap the benefits a lot because, let me be honest with you, we couldn't pay a 30-staff crew to come and produce a game for uh, yeah. volleyball. You know, So here we go. We got live talent, live students right here that are earning credit, um, that are getting the experience, um, student workers. So that that's one of the differences – that I didn't, that we didn't have 20, 30 years ago, that we have right now. All right, before I let you go, what's next for the athletic department? Most and biggest two things are we're going to get into a comprehensive fundraising campaign. Okay. Because we have to raise money on, a, on, a, on an annual basis to support the program, to assist the program. We have to get, um, we have to improve our facilities. We have no choice. The yeah. academics, the compliance, the competition, we're, we're doing pretty good there. But the we have to. building, you, have you seen it? Unbelievable. Yes. And, hey, look, man, I, I the School of Nursing, I, I just get so uh, chills when I see the stuff we're doing. It looks great. Um, but athletics has to stay par, and we have to continue. So um, that's that's important. we got to raise money, and we have to improve our facilities. Dr. Perkins, yes, sir. thank you so much for being on the show. Shut the change. This is Shamai Cook. We shall be back. Thank you.
Subject to Change is a production of 90.7 WNCU at the Department of Mass Communications at North Carolina Central University. The North Carolina Local News Lab Fund made this project possible. Lakeisha S. Freeman is WNCU's general manager. Cole DeCharco is our executive producer. I'm Ayana Addison. Listen Thursday evenings and online at WNCU.org. That is WNCU.org.